0: Welcome. This week's guest, Bracha Getz, is not your typical Harvard graduate. She's the author of 40 picture books that help children grow spiritually, inspiring each uniquely beautiful soul to shine. Her first published piece was a poem that appeared in McCall's magazine when she won a Junior McCall's contest as a 12 year old. Years later, she helped coordinate and contributed an essay to the anthology Women Look at Biology, Looking at Women, while at Harvard, which became a text in women's study courses nationwide. In addition, she writes articles for many newspapers and magazines and has had essays published in Chicken Soup for the Soul anthologies and Torn, True Stories for Kids, career and the conflict of modern mother. Her books make deep life concepts clear and in a delightfully simple way as children find big ideas in their little worlds. She has penned books on all subjects from swimming safely to promoting personal privacy, as well as promoting and explaining the Jewish faith. She is also the author of a candid memoir about overcoming food addictions joyfully and spiritually. This book is called Searching for God in the Garbage. Wow, Bracca, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Oh, I cannot, like, I cannot get over the number of books you've written. It's like unbelievable. What a number.
1: It's easy. They're very short. And, and, you know, a a picture book, it's so different. I tell people, I'm, I'm I tell people it takes 20 years and 20 minutes to write a picture book. You walk around with the idea for 20 years. I meet people all the time that say, I have this idea for a picture book. It's been in my head for years. And I say, just take 20 minutes and you'll get it down. You'll get like the whole first draft. Just get it out of your head onto the paper and you're practically done.
0: Wow, That's it wow that sounds quicker than doing a podcast and editing and mastering (laughs) it and getting it up online wow maybe i should start doing these picture books wow exactly
1: exactly i mean then you know you work on it but that's it that's the main thing getting it out of your head into the world
0: yes and i've got to agree with you i mean that's sort of the that's the same thing for everything isn't it whatever you want to do Get it down on Got paper, it. and then you can start to work on it. Whatever it is, buying a exactly. house, doing whatever, get it out of your head and go. Right, well, I want to buy a house. Well, what do I want that house to be? How much money do I need? And it's about then creating a plan. So, yes yeah, no, that's it fair. makes it real. Otherwise, yeah. it's taking up space, just exactly. like everything else. You know, yes, <laughs> exactly. And so, look. Well, tell us a bit about who you are and like, and how you got to start writing these books, start educating Uh, people. Sure.
1: I, I, I was, I began searching for the meaning to life at age 12. Okay. So it was like, I just started. It was young, but that's when you know my body everything started changing the hormones and I just got this awareness this consciousness raising like is this all there is to life. We just get up every day, we go to work, we make money, we buy food, we go to work, we make money like what's it all for I just started this searching and it went on for years. And I searched into different religions. I searched, what, environmentalism, relationships, experimenting with everything. Eventually, like, I was I was searching for wisdom. So I figured, you know, then I started doing well in school and I got into Harvard University. You know about Harvard in Austria. Yeah, yes. okay. So, yeah, we like, do. Yeah, yeah, it's very famous. It's like it's like like the place, you know? So I figured okay, so I'm going to go there, I'm going to find the ultimate wisdom, but it wasn't there either, you know? Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, so I'm still searching. And then I got disappointed. I felt like what is it? There is no purpose to life. So as this is going on, I'm getting like eating disordered behavior, like food addictions. And I'm developing these things as I'm searching, desperately searching. And so um, after graduating from Harvard, and at Harvard, I became like the expert on eating disorder behavior and food addictions. And I'm giving classes and I'm writing about it and everything. And meanwhile, I'm getting sicker and sicker as I'm researching all this. Of Of course, I was fascinated by it. I had it myself, you know.
0: So, yeah. So yeah. then, I've been yeah, there. I, I do know where you what you mean. So yeah,
1: ex- exactly. And intellectually understanding it didn't help. That didn't help me to no. heal.
0: No. Right. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you want you want to know. Yeah, you just want to know all of the like facets of it all. And yeah, and even now, and I'm exactly. 50 now, and I sort of feel as though I'm over all of that eating disorder business but like even at 50 i'm still fascinated like i'm delving into microbiomes now and all the various different facets of digestion and you know how to keep healthy and live longer basically we need
1: that that's right exactly that's what we need so that's a whole different perspective that's coming from a healthy place you know so when i went on to medical school after after i graduated I'm studying to be a psychiatrist. Meanwhile, I don't even understand why life is worth living. So um, in between my first and second year of medical school, I had six weeks off and I went to Israel and I came back 10 years later.
0: Wow. So basically, (laughs) yeah. Six weeks off and then you didn't come back for 10 years. And and the reason you went to Israel was... Well, I was searching, you know, oh, I, okay. I could it could
1: it possibly be in my own religion that there is spirituality? I didn't believe it. But I ended up finding, you know, I call it I found the buried treasure in my own backyard. That's what happened. So when I returned to my roots, which had been thrown away, my parents were Jewish, but they didn't have. They never got an education and they didn't really they didn't have they didn't have the wisdom that came with it. So I got cultural parts, but it didn't interest me and I didn't see any reason to follow those things. So when I started to learn about the life wisdom that finally nourished my soul and I tried to figure out. Why, when I finally got the nourishment that my soul was craving why was I able to heal from the food addictions? Because what my book is about, my memoir is about, my only book for adults is about that when, you know, it's, it's the emptiness that we feel inside. It's not a physical emptiness, it's a spiritual emptiness. And, and, and my soul was genuinely starving. And unless we give ourselves spiritual nourishment then we can't thrive. That's, yeah. that's what I, that's what I learned. So basically the reason I'm here on your show is because I love sharing, especially like with women, I love sharing how we can nourish our hungry souls.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, how do we do that? Cause I know you went, you went off for like 10 years okay and some of us single parents right mums and dads we don't have 10 years to go off and do things like that right so how do we do that how do you how do you right. do it is there a simple way of doing it without disappearing for 10 years although yes, sometimes abs- i want to disappear for 10 years
1: no absolutely absolutely and that's what i gained that's what I- You know, I finally came back with the wisdom that I gained. It's it's and then I started writing children's books because I wanted to give children. I wanted children to grow up with the wisdom, like have the wisdom for how to have a joyful life from the very beginning, because we're all playing catch up. Otherwise, the rest of our lives We could get these tools from the very beginning of life, life wisdom, instructions, really, for living a joyful life. So what I learned about is the pleasure ladder. That we're really here to experience the greatest pleasure possible in life with, like, lasting pleasure. Whoops. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, I, I, the, the. Yeah, the the pleasure ladder has five levels to it. And what I just realized recently is that five is perfect because it's showing us that this pleasure is within our grasp. It's within our hands. It's totally empowering. It's not dependent on anybody else. As a single parent, this is how we can have pleasure at any moment. The lowest level of pleasure are all the physical pleasures. These five levels of pleasure they correspond to the five levels of the human soul, so it's universal. The lowest level has to do with all our five senses. What brings us pleasure to our bodies also has the potential to elevate our souls. How if we experience them with gratitude? So, Mm. music, movement, dance um natural foods being in nature all these things they have the potential to both elevate our bodies they nurture our bodies and our souls when we experience them with mindful gratitude that's it so the second level is love now love in this definition this from ancient mystical wisdom It's not dependent on anybody else. Love, not dependent on anybody else. How is that possible? Because it all is with our own minds. If we focus on the virtues of another, then we have this warm emotional feeling. A person in prison can focus on what a grandmother once did for them and they suddenly have this feeling of encouragement, this warm emotional feeling. So we have the potential to experience this at any moment. We don't have to sit by the phone, wait for someone to call, feel loneliness. No, we can bring love into our lives by focusing on the virtues of another. Okay. And that brings more lasting pleasure even than the physical pleasures. What's higher than that? Doing something meaningful, positive and meaningful in the world. Okay. It's a way for us to give back we're experiencing gratitude, and giving back to the world, the life that we've been giving, when we do something meaningful, we feel a connection. Because, because when we have an addiction, it's because we feel alienated, we feel estranged, we feel separation, disconnection,
0: basically, don't we, we feel unhappy with what, what we do, you know, we're either, we feel unhappy with what's going, what's gone on to us, what, you know, what, but also like when you said, and I was thinking about it, when you were talking about um, love and all of those sort of um, aspects and actually thinking about somebody who's loved us and done something really good for us, right? We also choose what we think about, right? So if you're going to think all evil, horrible, painful things, right, then, well, you're not going to have a good time, are you? But if you can actually, like, yeah, but it's true, you know. And so if you can if you can think about, you know, if you can forgive and if you can have empathy for people and if you can, you know, and if you can love aspects of what a person is doing, right? And actually go, um, okay, that person is not healthy for me and I recognize that, but there are, they're a person, they're a human being, they, they have thoughts, emotions and feelings. They might be doing something hurtful to me because they don't understand how to express and show love or whatever. And we right. get all a bit mystical here, but yeah, so. Yeah, and, you know, we have a choice about what how we think mentally and how we exactly. are and our being. And giving back exactly. is definitely, you know, definitely one of those things that actually giving gives more joy to yourself than actually taking.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it it nourishes our soul. It helps. It fuels our soul. It, it, the, the top two lay, levels are creativity. That's when we put a unique part of ourselves into the world. It's even, you know, it's an even more lasting pleasure. We don't feel like eating or sleeping when we're in that zone of creativity. It's like such a pleasure. And the highest level is transcendence. That's when we make a crack. In a bad habit we make that first we do something new and different we break through we transcend our own limitations. it's the most glorious feeling it's also when we lift the veils of separation between us and we see how we're all connected and all connected to source energy it's like. it's also what you experience under a starry starry night you know when you know you're a part of this greater universe. Yeah. it's it's So all of these pleasures are available to us at any moment. And when we realize it, it takes us away from that mindset of scarcity because we overeat, for instance, or engage in any other addiction because we're not getting enough pleasure. We feel we're not getting enough pleasure. And it's true because if we were really feeling gratitude, we wouldn't be needing to just keep stuffing our faces like that, you know? (laughs) Um, So it's all within our own hands to fill up on gratitude. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And do you, do you, so because your book, your adult book, your only adult book, which is like, wow, um, is Searching for God in the Garbage, right? Which is just a bizarre title, right? But is that... Is that what you go into is those five steps and um, and your journey on that? Is that what you cover off? A
1: little bit. Let me tell you, in the book, the book begins at age 12 and it goes to age 32. Oh, wow. And it's it's my, it's almost like a case study because it's the actual diary entries, the journals, the letters. I put them together. I compiled it and I filled in the missing pieces. So you actually see me gradually developing the food addictions and then healing. And the healing was through understanding the purpose of life, that we're here to experience the greatest pleasure possible, that that's that's our purpose for being here, which was so mind opening to me. I did not I didn't understand that at all. And that that completely changed my view of life and why. People usually develop these food addictions because feeling out of control, wanting a sense of control, not, not trusting life. So when you really understand that this whole world was created for our pleasure, that like we were really put in this garden, like it's filled with the most incredible gifts for us. Like I like, I love to explain about just one gift, an orange, a simple orange,
0: Wow. Okay. It, it,
1: you know, it's it's green, it's green because it's camouflage. It's not ready for us yet. It's camouflaging the leaves when it turns bright orange. It's the most beautiful. So it's beautiful to look at. It smells beautiful. It tastes so juicy and the peel keeps the juiciness in for months and inside are the seeds of eternity. They become a tree. They become infinite amounts of oranges from these tiny little seeds. It's such a mindfulness experience. Like here we have such an opportunity for gratitude with just one orange, you know? And meanwhile, the world is filled with these gifts for us, but we don't we we miss yeah.
0: it. We're rushing through. Well, we get we get distracted by yes. fakeness, don't we? So we get distracted by manufactured sugar and fats, cakes, yes. whatever you know. Like these are manufactured distractions, right? And actually, if we hadn't eaten anything for a week, right, the taste of that orange yes. that you're talking about is going to just be the best thing yes. in the world, yes. right? Um and it's nourishing and it has all of the things vitamin C and I've got a cold at the moment as people could probably hear on here. So all of the things that I need at the minute, um, that, um, you know, are yes. good for us. And so all that distract and, 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 and again, you've got me thinking, cause I, I was, when you were talking about like all the pleasures, we're just, the meaning of life is for us to just experience all the pleasures of life, right? The pleasures of life aren't money. And having a car, having a nice car, or having a big house or, I mean, nine times out of ten, people who sit on their deathbed don't sit there and go, oh, I wish I had a bigger car or I wish I had that four-bedroom exactly. house. They're going, well, I wish I'd spent more time yeah. with my children or I wish I'd said yes. I love you a lot more to a lot more people in my life yeah. or whatever. And it's about that interaction, yes. that connection with the things yes. in our world that yes. give us pleasure. I mean. Stu- uh, this is a stupid example for me but we just we've just got home from the gold coast and my son god love him i was so i got so much pleasure from him trying to be a man he's 6 and he's waiting to get the luggage off the carousel right and he's like i'll get it mum and he's there and he's trying to be like a little adult um and it just made me Aww. laugh but it gave me so much pride yes. and pleasure because he's just you know he's trying to be grown up before his time which is a bit sad but you know he's sort of wanting to look after me as well which is sort of a bit strange but nice
1: so yeah do you know what i mean lovely and and,
0: and we can
1: savor that joy exactly linger longer in that joy it's it's so beautiful yeah that's really what we're here the whole the price to pay to climb the pleasure ladder is just one thing. And that's gratitude. Filling our lives with gratitude. We have an expression, who is rich? Those who are happy yes. with what they have.
0: Yeah, I, ha- yeah, I agree with you. Um, you've got to be grateful about every, I mean, look, at the end of the day, where are you? You're in New York, aren't you? I'm I'm in Baltimore,
1: Maryland, but that's close Oh, Baltimore. Enough. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> hey, what do I know about the geography of the States? But, like, right, I'm in right. Melbourne, right? And But you've got a roof over your head. I have a roof over my head. Yes. I've got food. Yes. I've got abundance yes. of food. I should be yes. probably losing a bit of weight. But, you know, like, but that's what we should be grateful for. Yes, exactly. And as you brought up,
1: we get we get attracted to these comforts like like an orange flavored tangy taffy instead of a real orange. So the orange flavored tangy taffy, it's got a wrapper that when you throw it off, it pollutes the environment as opposed to that orange, which is so good for the environment. It's like we and why do they do that? It's it's that sense of wanting to be in control. Oh, I could make something better than an orange, this orange flavored Tangata. It's so much, it's not good for us. The the, the the junk food, like you were saying, it has these enormous quantities of um, fat and sugar and salt that are not found in nature. Nature doesn't do that to us, you know?
0: No, because so it's not good for this, us, that's why. Exactly,
1: exactly. When our bodies eat that stuff, Oh, my gosh. I wrote this book. My newest children's book is called Let's Stay Healthy.
0: I know. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yes.
1: (laughs) A parent called me during the pandemic and she's like, you got to write a book. The children are eating terribly. They're not exercising. They're not sleeping. I, I cover all these things. And because of my background in public health, which I love, I explain why that's what children want to know why. So when this food, when we eat these unnatural junk food, it's almost like getting a cut. When we get a cut on our hand, like all the blood vessels come rushing to help out, it causes inflammation. The same thing when we eat this food, the the body doesn't know what to do with it. It's like, whoops,
0: I'm
1: sorry. It's like, it's like, what are you giving me? You know what I mean? The body is going, what are you giving me? This is not anything normal. I don't know what to do with it. So so it it causes inflammation and that's what causes disease. This is the chronic inflammation causes chronic disease. And that's why now children, too, are getting type two diabetes. It's it was never prevalent before, but now junk food is prevalent. How do I stop it? I thought
0: I turned it off. Oh
1: my goodness!
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, I can't. I can't so, even hear it. It's okay. <laughs> Every okay, one of those good. mornings, it's Monday. It's fine. Right. But no. But I. But I agree with you. Like, if you feed your body junk, right, then your body's sitting there and going, "Well, okay, thanks, but these aren't the tools that I need to fix you or to clean you out or to exactly. help make you live longer." What do I do? Right. It's, it's almost like it's it, Are you okay? Yeah, I'm trying to turn it off. There we go. Go ahead, please. So it's almost yeah. it's almost like your body's saying, well, thanks for this, but I can't stick things together with like you've given me like I don't know, silly putty instead of instead of super glue. So how am I supposed to stick your cut together with silly putty? Um, yes. I need super glue as such. Yes, I'm never good at analogies yes. though, I have to say.
1: No, but that's it. That's exactly what's happening. Our, our, our body does, and we don't have to feel guilty when we no. eat junk food. No, when this is the thing. When we eat junk food, we can't just eat one little piece of it because it was designed to be addictive. So we shouldn't feel guilty when we overeat the junk food we're just responding the way the lab designed for us to respond yeah. to the junk food. That's why the more we stay away from it, the better, because we don't have to blame ourselves where, when we eat the whole container of ice cream, the whole box of chocolate chip cookies, because we're, we're responding exactly the way they wanted us to respond. The, 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 the junk food is designed to be delicious and addictive, while the natural foods are designed to be delicious and nutritious. They're totally different entities. The the junk food has more in common with cigarettes and cocaine in its effect on our body than it has with an apple or an orange. It's, It's more similar to the, our body responds the way it does to cigarettes or cocaine in an addictive fashion. Then it's then and that's not how it responds to an apple or an orange. It's it's just not our body it's it and we have the potential to to feel gratitude. When we finish the whole bake of potato chips, we don't feel gratitude. We feel more miserable empty. and more empty exactly more and empty guilty than we started.
0: and all exactly. of the other emotions because you know it's wrong for you right you know exactly. eating that bag of potato chips is wrong right um exactly. or maybe you should have only had five or whatever right. but
1: and you, you go and smash a
0: whole bag of it you go and smash a whole bag of it you go oh i shouldn't have done that that's not right. good for me that's not good for my body and then all the chemicals and all the other shit that's in it um yeah, you just go, yeah, that starts having an effect on you and everything. L- yeah, look, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to educate my son, yes. but you know, the yes. the problem is all of these junk food is um is brightly colored and like, you yes. know, offers plastic toys and, you know, all this fluffy stuff that it shouldn't really be offering, but it does, because it's there yes. to sell. They're there exactly. to make money out of you exactly. and not to make you healthy. And then the pharmaceutical yes. companies, and then the pharmaceutical companies go, Great, you're not very healthy because you've been eating all this rubbish. Um here it. we go, here's a pill. Thanks. We're making you money off it. you as well.
1: Excellent. Yeah. You got it totally. That's we need to take back. Take it's empowering. Take back the pleasure, bring it into our lives, experience the simple pleasures that bring us gratitude. And if we don't buy the stuff, it's not gonna be in our houses, you know? That's number one, keep it in the stores, you know? The ads though, in the 1980s, the cigarette companies, they started to go downhill because public education for cigarettes got really big. So those executives, I just learned recently, moved into the junk food industry and that's when the junk food proliferated. So they that's when that's when our health went way down. That's when everybody, you know, over um I think in America uh 73% of the of Americans are overweight. So it's yeah. huge.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. And the thing is, um I'm reading a book at the moment um and I'm desperately I'm thinking it's Called good fats or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm that makes desperately sense. desperately to, to Google it <laughs> while I'm while I'm talking to you. um okay. Or it's the truth about good fats or something like that. I'm
1: trying to. Yeah, the good fats. You know, they come from the natural foods. It's like avocados, coconut, olive oil. The less processed, the better. The, 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 more, the more vitality is in the food, there's still life to it, you know? That's the right, more that's we right. The book, the, reading,
0: the book I'm reading is by Dr. Peter um, Brokener. Oh, God, I'm so rubbish at surnames. And it's called (laughs) A Fat Lot of Good. And it goes into a lot of these studies and a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, about the 1980s and the 1990s, where there were all of these people who were doing experiments and studies and scientists who basically uh, got the, you know, got the theories wrong on what was good for us and what was bad for us and sugar wasn't good for us and fats weren't good for us and then you know and sugar free was good for us um right. but then fat free was good for us or whatever one right. came first but they put lots of sugar in it so that yes. was just as bad for us and exactly. yeah and it's so it's a really really interesting book because it goes into um diabetes and you know the the um increase in diabetes now and all of those various different things and so yeah it's a really really good book that i'm reading it's um yeah i agree with you i agree with you it's it's about educating yourself
1: yeah we make things complicated eat the simple foods eat them as simply as possible And, and 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 that's when we can feel the gratitude it's such a better chance for that mindfulness experience and 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 just realize that we have this ability every day to get into a joyful state, really of ecstasy. I'm telling you, it's like it's available to us. Yeah. We, we any moment that we're spending being grateful is a moment that we're not spending being miserable. it's it's just so keep those moments coming
0: yeah and and like i have to agree with you and like i've changed my diet over the last year because i used to be a meat eater and um last may i went vegan i still eat meat occasionally but i went vegan last may and um it takes a time it takes a while like it does take a month six weeks two months to actually adjust your taste buds and to sure. adjust your cravings. Because at the end of the day, like you were saying, you're addicted like to these chemicals and sugars yes. and fats and things like that. Yeah. So it's about changing and, and adapting that. And I don't necessarily, I'm so not perfect because I've just been away on holiday, right? So I've had chips yeah. and I've had things that, you know, I right. shouldn't have been eating. But um, yeah, it's very hard to eat healthy. Um, when you're not actually at your own house, as such, yes, so it's hard yes. to find things. Yeah. But um, yeah. especially where we were, so but you can do it, and you can like, you can live healthy salads and bits yeah. and pieces. I know it sounds rubbish, and I know it sounds like you're actually going without, it, but it's not once you actually wean yourself off the fats and the sugars no. and all the greasy shit that's out there that actually is bad for you. Yeah
1: it's and it's not about restrictions cuz people no. can't they you cannot live long with restrictions you can't keep that up the idea is to bring on more pleasure into your life pour it in i, I on on the show my 600 pound life the people all say the only thing that was bringing me pleasure is food so what else brings you pleasure identify what brings you more pleasure than eating i just We just went through that. What brings you more pleasure than eating, focusing on the virtues of another doing something meaningful. I was on another show and the guy said he was sitting by himself. He had two slices of pizza and then he was just going to go through the whole box of pizza by himself and then someone knocks on his door. He goes, he helps his friend for a couple of minutes, he comes back, he doesn't want the pizza anymore, puts the rest in the fridge, he felt so good. He just helped someone, it it fed his soul. He was no longer feeling that loneliness, disconnection. So this is how we could bring it into our our lives at any moment. When When you feel like overeating, you can ask yourself, is it my body that's hungry or my soul? And then feed your soul start moving, open the window, feel the sunshine, feel the breeze, text somebody, text somebody what you appreciate about them. You'll you, <clears throat> The minute you do that, it won't be calling your name. Like the ice cream won't But be calling your name as loudly. The potato chips won't be. It's amazing. And you don't even have to do the thing. Just thinking about doing it even changes it. Because you get the neurons firing in your prefrontal cortex instead of your amygdala back here. The amygdala is saying, I got to have this food. I got to eat it right now. And then you you get your, um, your higher brain saying, wait a minute. Is it my body that's hungry or my soul? If I have 95 more pieces of this chocolate cake, Will I then feel full? Because you know you won't. It, it won't fill that emptiness because it's not a physical hole. It's a yeah. spiritual hole.
0: And I know, And I know that some people go, oh, I'm going to have this chocolate cake because I'm going on a diet on Monday or I'm going to go and have this, right? <laughs> and I sit there and I go, well, hang on a minute. You're an adult. You can have a piece of chocolate cake whenever you want, right? It's not about stopping yourself from doing X, Y, and Z. Maybe you don't have it. And You don't gorge yourself on the Sunday before starting the diet on the Monday or whatever. And maybe you just sort of, do you know what I mean? There's people go, oh, I've got to start a diet on Monday. And I'm, I do it myself. And so you yeah. go, right, I'm going to have all the bad foods and you label foods good and bad, which is not really right. Um, I'm going to have all the foods that I can't allow myself to have for the next three months or whatever all on sunday and then when you're an adult at the end of the day if you want a food in three weeks time then you can have it but just have a small you can, bit you can, but
1: that's really hard i think it's very hard to have a small bit and that's oh. because <laughs> that's because it's designed that way
0: yeah you that's can true.
1: you can't just have one potato chip that's the whole problem with it see people tell me you shouldn't label foods good and bad but but you should have an education about them i say i'm just i'm just opening up our eyes we should we need to be educated because the ads are educating us the wrong information all the time they're getting us to think that the potato chips is going to give us happiness the soda is going to give us you know the greatest time and they're tricking us they're totally tricking us so we have to overcome all that dangerous information that's really what i feel it's okay to do that
0: well i don't know if it still happens in america but like you when you guys when you have the super bowl which is like a massive thing for you guys as soon as like a quarter is finished or whatever and you go into adverts like adverts are just like fast foods fast foods you know totally beers or whatever all of those things right because You're sitting there watching it and it goes to advert and it goes, oh, hello. And it's like a little poke in your brain to go, hello. Totally. Time for some fast food, time for some. And it gets you looking at it going, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind actually having some of that. Whereas if it wasn't on there, you probably wouldn't have even thought about it.
1: Totally. We're being bombarded all the time. We just don't realize it sometimes it's subliminal sometimes it's overt it's just right in our faces so it's fine it's fine to educate ourselves about what food is really bad for us and what is good for us I don't have a problem with that I think it's really helpful and useful because we are little voices with all those big voices telling us the opposite
0: yeah we we need to be heard no I agree I agree and it's um Wow, it's just interesting, all of the psychological mumbo-jumbo. And I say mumbo-jumbo, but it's not mumbo-jumbo. But it's like things like the music that a restaurant plays. I've read a book on, like, all of the experiments that they did in the 80s and 90s, I think they were. All the experiments they did on painting restaurants different colours, right? So red, you're supposed to eat more, apparently. Right, Um, Because, I don't know, it's... uh, warming comforting i don't know yeah it was a long time ago when i read this book but um but yeah so you know they did all experiments right so they brought people in painted all of these different rooms different colors purple blue green red orange whatever to see which color enhanced people's eating abilities yes um and so you know and things like why when you go to the cinema the extra large box of popcorn is a little bit cheaper is because you then eat more popcorn which is salt and all of that and then you buy a drink with it because you're eating more popcorn and you know it's yes. and they go oh it's you might as well go for an extra large because extra large yes. is only 60 cents more than you know a large or whatever and yes. then you're overeating, but then overeating salty food, that means that you then get a drink because yes, salty yes. food. And, and so they sell more. So it's like yes. happy days for the cinema and the popcorn company, but not happy days for you. Exactly. It's all designed
1: to manipulate us. We need to take the power back. We need to take the power back into our lives. I mean, especially for people that are single This is what is needed. It's extremely empowering to know that you can bring this pleasure into your life at any moment. We we have to open our eyes and recognize that. And it's really by living more simply and appreciating what we have already have in our lives, not wishing pleasures over there. No, it's right here. Think of all the body parts. That you have right now that are working. It's amazing. Think of all the illnesses you don't have. Think of how your breath, it's giving life when you breathe out, you're giving life to all the vegetation. The vegetation is giving life to you. There are such amazing things going on at every moment. We, We just have to open our eyes and we can experience that
0: yeah yeah no, I agree. I agree. so hey, um look, how do people if people want to learn more about the books and and things like that that you've actually um written um how do they get in contact with you? How do they look at all of your books that you've written yeah. um and well, yeah. find more information?
1: My youngest children have designed this amazing website. So they'll be thrilled if you visit it, getsbookshop.com, and gets it spelled G-O-E-T-C, and, and it's fantastic. It's an awesome website, and that's where all my books are, and we're, we're, new books are coming out all the time. They're in process, and it's really exciting. So we're, this is how we can change the world and, and add more joy, because that's what we need, especially for children. children um, You know, when you when you write a children's book, it's really funny. People don't realize this. Everybody reads it because the little children read it. The adults are reading it. Even grandparents are reading it to them. And then teenagers, they find it lying around the house. They pick it up when no one's looking. So everybody reads this book. You can reach every age. And this is this is how we change the world. One book at a time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's such a nice philosophy. Um, okay, that's cool. And you're also on Amazon though as well, aren't you? From what I can see. Yeah. Oh, and through through the Gets
1: Bookshop, you could get the books on Amazon too. So if you go there, there it just takes you to the Amazon sites also. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And look, you're um, and you've got a Facebook page. Yeah. And are you on Instagram yeah, as well? Instagram,
1: Facebook twitter um linkedin every place yeah yeah every place
0: i know (laughs) i know everyone has to be everywhere nowadays yeah no that's great so people can actually connect with you on there and and go from there as well can't they
1: yeah sure and i i I give presentations all around the world i love it i love it going to australia going to africa going to asia Sitting here in my home, doing this, flying everywhere, you know?
0: <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. No. Well, let yeah. us know when you're coming over. That would be awesome. We can meet you in no, person. No,
1: no, not really. I'm sitting oh. here. I'm in my spaceship.
0: Oh. And I- <laughs> you're like online going all over the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, in no. cyberspace.
0: In cyberspace, totally yes, God, I love yeah. it. Cyberspace so much is more a...
1: convenient,
0: you know. Well, it is. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It definitely is. Okay, cool. So, look, thank you so much for coming on here and talking about, you know, your journey with like overcoming the food addictions and and your five steps to pleasure. Um yes. which I think we all we all definitely need to follow. And um, yes, do you have? Have you got any children's books on those five steps? Um, did oh, you? Oh, people keep.
1: I haven't done that Come yet, on. but I do. Okay, yeah, but I I do have a book, the Happiness Box, which is going to be. Really oh, that's right. Soon yes, too. I've seen that. It's all yes. about that, and and a lot of my books. I do have books about a Kashem's candy store. How amazing our fruits and vegetables are, so that children can really get excited about eating yeah. them and let's stay healthy. And I have books of prevention of abuse. Really important for our I souls know. to shine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. That's really, really good. Um, yeah. Promoting personal privacy, personal safety within kids and stuff like that. And then you've got things like swimming safely, which is just like, which is awesome. Cause that's like one of my biggest fears is having, well, I mean, he can swim now, but when he was little, you know, like jumping in a pool and not actually realizing his own limitations,
1: exactly exactly it's so important people don't realize it oh my gosh i have to say this as long as i'm here i just gave a little talk on this today people don't realize that drowning is not noisy it's completely silent it's really horrible you have to always be watching if you have a toddler never be more than an arm's length away from a toddler it's that dangerous yes we have to protect our children and that's so that's what i'm doing it-
0: so hey i've got one final question for you um what book and you can't recommend one of your own cuz i'm we've already recommended those what book would you recommend to my listeners whatever you okay. you know and and why?
1: I'm gonna recommend.
0: It's not my book. It's the Five Levels of
1: Pleasure. It's written by the rabbi that I learned it from. Oh, wow. and so he's already written this book. Maybe I'll do my own interpretation someday. But the book exists. The Five Levels of Pleasure. You can find it online, and, wow. he, and he goes into all these things that we talked about
0: yeah oh no that's awesome
1: yeah no that's great
0: (laughs) right get out there people and go and buy this book um no it's great it's awesome and i thank you so much for coming and spending time with us today and speaking to us um it's always fascinating speaking to you it's great um so look i have it's it's your evening time there isn't it yes it is Yeah, Yeah. it's my Monday morning. Your your Sunday evening. You've got a whole Monday to start.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I love that.
0: This is cyberspace.
1: Yes. It's been wonderful to be with you, Claire. Thank you so very much.
0: No, thank you. Okay. Well, look, I'll let you get on with your Sunday evening, just chilling out and (laughs) getting ready for Monday. And I better get on with some work and um get out there and do some work. So thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally... Drop us a review on iTunes, as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources and show notes, go to our website www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.